Come with me and you'll be in many worlds of pure imagination. I could have done that better, but I didn't want to back out this time. So I've been thinking for a really long time about what I wanted my theme song of my life to be. And so you guys might recognize that from from the year 1970 and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I think it was a Disney movie. I'm not sure. Uh, it's a fantasy. I don't know. What is it? Is it a Disney movie? It has to be a Disney movie. See, Google doesn't care. Google just wants me to buy things with Willy Wonka's face on it. Google doesn't care about this stuff. I'm going to have to go down a rabbit hole to see who wrote this, that wrote that piece, and... You know, who performed it in the original, what, you know, what the opera's name was, or the, I don't know, probably, I don't know, I don't know what you call things with instruments together when they record, but I will find that out as well, probably. Um, yeah, so that's my theme song, and I'll probably sing it better some other time, but yeah, I have a theme song of my life. But anyway, I decided to put it on this podcast because I just felt it was appropriate because, yeah, I have a theme song of my life and it goes in my head all the time it goes it comes in my head funnily sarcastically any other way you could picture singing that song that's how it comes into my head ironically every time I'm talking to people so it's fun um it's like when I have to suppress the fact that I can literally picture like I'm not gonna say anything gross like negative I can literally picture different body parts of different animals on people with flowers coming off it's funny. So, yeah, come with me, and you'll be in many worlds of pure imagination. Yeah. So that's my theme. Pure imagination. Many worlds of it. <laughs> that's literally rambly. Um, told you I'd be happy and happy a little bit later. I, my um, We exchange stockings. Um, we try to exchange it by the end of Yule, which is actually January 2nd which is January 1st at dusk, but we tried to celebrate it by then, but my kids were being so freaking rotten. They were being so freaking rotten. I was like, whatever. <laughs> so I've had their stock, I've had all of our stockings, and I haven't my stockings either, my stocking either from, you know, from me, because I bought it, and I took the kids and said, mommy likes that, mommy buys it, so. Um, but, yeah, my stocking from me. I even held off that, and I wasn't rotten. They were rotten, so... I opened my little tiny thing of champagne, tiny, tiny thing. You get it at World Market, which is so cute, so tiny. It's called Bellini or something, perhaps. And I've only taken one sip of it, actually, so I'm just excited about drinking it. It's so good. And it doesn't pop. They put, like, a pressure, pressure top on there so you don't have to pop it anymore, and the popping always got me. I'm so happy about that. Um, and, yeah, happy about that. So happy snap it all around. And they were friendly good. And so I let them pick one thing from their stocking behind my back tonight. Like, they didn't open their whole stocking. I was like, God damn, these kids are spoiled. I don't know. I just, it came to a breaking point where it was like, somebody in this house has got to bend. And it can't be me anymore. But they really enjoyed it. We made a game out of it. Ian got, Ian picked, my son, my son picked his chocolate-covered bacon, and Iris, my daughter, 
just said it again, picked, but my children's names are awesome, goddammit. We're all I, I, I. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> we're triple I. We're a triple I family. Um, so, yeah. I have, I have fun with myself sometimes. See, I can be happy snappy. Um, and then, yeah, I just picked out a bath bomb that had a jewel in it, so we spent some time doing that one. But she didn't want a bath. No, she didn't want a bath. She just wanted to get the jewel out of it. And I, of course, picked my, my champagne. I, well, I made it champagne because I put sparkling water in it. So, it's good. Um, and I will read to you that excerpt. So, and I, get, I really do hope you guys are having a happy snappy, whatever you are. Like, it's just so happy snappy. You could be, people, you gotta, if you get happy, happy snappy for five seconds a day, you happy snappy. Just acknowledge your happy snappiness in your moments. Uh, so, I'm happy snappy. And I'm trying to, you know what happened? What had happened was, oh, Jesus criminy. It, it went back to the beginning of the, the memoir, like the first chapter of the first page, so... Okay. I took a step. I remember taking a step. I was outside in the backyard smoking a cigarette. Am I standing or sitting? What time is it? I'm a deer. No. I'm a baby deer. I'm comfortable and sleepy. I look around. There is another deer. I recognize her as my mama. Mama nuzzles my neck and licks my ears. I feel sleepy. I'm awake. I'm a baby deer. I'm walking through the forest with Mama. My legs shake. Everything is bright, so new. Mama rarely lets me wander. Where is Mama? She's near. The ground is cold, but food is coming more, and I am eat, and I'm happy, and Mama comes. Mama. I awaken halfway into integrity. I take stock of where I am, who I am. The name comes to my mind. Integrity. You are integrity. The day and a concept of time comes back slowly. The comfort fades. The look of the forest through another being's eyes fades. And smells of a forest coming out of winter fades. I'm integrity. I decide to check the time. I reach for my phone and I'm naked. I don't have a phone. Where am I? I'm at a park naked. Five blocks from my house. It's winter, cold, dark, very dark. There's snow on the ground. Why am I moving? I'm sitting on a swing, swinging really high. I like the feeling, so I put my legs more and stare at the moon. Suddenly, the gravity of my situation hits me. I'm at a park at night. A park known for drug activity. It's winter. It's cold. I'm fucking naked. Dear goddess, I'm going to get caught by a police officer. I'm going to have to register as a sex offender. I'm having a panic attack. Control. Breathe. Distract. Shit, I'm cold. I don't think I've ever been this cold. Action. Move it, integrity. Move it and walk. So I walk. I can't feel my feet. Walk, you stupid bitch. Walk. And make it back home. The front door is locked. Yeah, that's my internal monologue, guys. I have a, I, I sometimes have a lady inside of me yelling at me. <laughs> it's okay. I deserve it. The front screen door is locked. How the fuck? I must have come from the backyard. The backyard. The thought of a backyard triggers my memory. Yes, that's where I was. Yes, I remember. I couldn't sleep. Insomnia. Came out to smoke and enjoy the brisk air. 
Why the fuck am I naked? How the hell did I get out of the backyard? What the actual fuck? Sorry, I'm, I'm actually enjoying this story come the eighth time around. I've told it. Yeah, you know, I've hit the point where I find this humorous. This happened three years ago, so. <laughs> Damn, this sucked. <laughs> sorry. I'm not sorry. This really did suck. I totally could have read this better. I think I've lost all feeling towards it. I think I've moved on from this trauma. Yay! I think someone else has to read it now. Okay, let me try it again. Constantine integrity move or you are going to freeze to death. I laughed to myself and pictured the news story. Single mother of two found outside the front of her house naked and frozen. I stopped laughing. That isn't funny. I have kids. Move integrity, damn it. Yeah, I, I find my, my cussing at myself internally extremely humorous. <laughs> I do, especially when it's happening. I look at the right gate. It's still chained. No, go. God damn it. The left gate leads to the trash bin. I go. It's open. I wait through the snow, needles, rocks, and spiders. Shit, spiders. Fucking alien spiders. Don't touch me. Don't you dare. Don't even look at me. <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot I think this deeply when I'm, when I'm in REM sleep. Oh, God. My poor consciousness was trying to protect me. <laughs> he was like, go Go, body, go. Uh, anybody got a clue what I should name my consciousness? Uh, I don't either. Sorry. <laughs> I do sort of know. Um, shit spiders. <laughs> I'm in bed. I'm freezing. Why am I freezing? I remember to take stock. I'm integrity. I walked. I'm cold. I look at myself. I'm naked. I'm cut on my arms, legs, and feet. I'm bleeding. I get in the shower. I take a step. I'm in bed. It's morning. I'm integrity. I feel floaty. I'm exhausted. I was a deer. I have a vague memory of seeing in red and green. Do deer see in red and green? I make a mental note to look it up. What a weird-ass dream. Focus. I was at a park. I was cold. I look at myself. I'm cut. My hair is wet. I groan. I get up, pull on some sweats and shoes, and go out the back door. I follow the path I took the night before. I see my flip-flops on the path to the left gate. My robe is discarded in a patch of needles and snow about five feet from my flip-flops. I look, and both left gates are open. The snow bears my footprints. Shit. I thank the goddesses no one saw me. I need to see a doctor. This can't be normal. So, um, thank you so much for listening to that part. Um... I am going to take a quick break because um, I'm going to follow up with some of the stuff I put in the other, the other episode that I deleted, and I'll be back. I don't even know why I'm saying that. I could just hit pause really fast and then unpause. I'm trying to be nice. I'm being nice to the little machine. I have decided after much contemplation... <laughs> that sounds so stupid. After much contemplation, I've decided to tell you guys the story of how I overcame my fear of spiders. Because I just learned that in this, I let slip that I was once really terrified of spiders, and I'm no longer terrified of spiders. I actually like spiders now. I let a tarantula sting me this summer just to see how bad it would hurt. It was fun. And then the little kid was like, that's not how you approach a tarantula. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I wanted it to sting me. 
the little butt hairs come out. It kind of does hurt, but it takes forever for the needles to come out, but it comes out eventually. You just, you know, kind of feels like you touched life for too long. I don't know. Anyway, so this is a funny story, but now I'm being too serious. So now it's going to be as funny, but I currently live at a place that has from, God, and we're, okay, where my bed is, is currently probably 10 and a half feet um, above me, and a little tiny spider came crawling out of the crack one day, and he crawled over my daughter's bed, and I just began talking to the spider. I just couldn't help it. I was so terrified. I can't get the spider. I can't flamethrow the spider or burn the place down. I couldn't touch the spider with a broom. There's nothing I could do to get the spider. I didn't have a step stool. Even the step stool wouldn't have gotten in with the broom. I'd have to have flown up there and gotten the spider. I was terrified. It was like, it just kind of hovered over my daughter's bed, and I was just like, little guy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you a little guy. You could be a little lady spider. You could have babies fall, I know. I don't know what you got going on, but don't crawl above my face. Please don't crawl above my face, little spider. And the damn thing starts moving, and it slowly crawls. I like basically had an abundance of panic attacks until I finally decided to look up how to psychologically torture a spider with lights. Yeah, that didn't work. That was just a challenge. I thought I had red lights, so I turned them red. I had blue lights, so I turned them blue. I was just like, every time the red light would come on, he'd crawl a little bit more, and the blue light would come on, he'd try to call back, and then he caught on. The little, the little spider caught on to the game. He realized what I was doing, that he could still crawl. Because I can still see him no matter what. <sighs> then it sat above my bed for about two hours. And I finally got so tired, I got delirious. And I just started talking to the spider. I was like, fuck, fine, spider, be by my face. Just do what you want to do. Just at least catch some flies while you're at it. You know, kill some of those little grasshoppers. Have the babies. Just tell the babies to be nice. Tell them to be nice babies. I will name your babies. I will take good care of your babies. Just don't. Don't come near my mouth. Don't come near my face. Just go away. Just, you know, go behind the curtain. I don't care if you're behind my head.
get the spiders. So you have nothing over me. You have no power over me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Just wanted to say that. Because <laughs> I'm weird like that. I don't like people to know my weaknesses. Of that, I don't have many anymore. But you not know my ultimate weakness. People, people ask me my worst fear is, like, on a first date and shit. I'm like, why would I tell you that? Why would I tell you my, my worst fear is? Like, you could be anybody. You could be some stalker mofo. You could be some frat boy moho with a rich old, rich old family. You could be somebody that's not nice. So why would I tell you my worst fear? That's the most ridiculous first date question I've ever heard of. Along with, what's your name, address, what do you do for a living? It must be scary to be dating out there right now as a single people. I do sometimes, I do still not envy the dating. Yeah. I date, I, you know, I do know what I miss about being in a, in a quote-unquote partnership, of which I never had, is that I miss the idea of it. I miss the idea of that, that there's pure love and soulmates and people that you meet that you'll never betray because they're instant friends you know, trustworthy people. <laughs> I miss the idea of it. And, but an idea is not something to like go after because, you know, if, if my track record maintains, I'm a hundred percent in the negative when it comes to picking men. Yeah. A hundred percent. I am a terrible picker of men. Apparently that is all me. And until I become a better picker of men, Stay away from me, because, yeah, I'll tell you exactly how you hurt me in the end and how you betrayed me, and that gives me great comfort to know. It gives you just a, that person the smallest bit of discomfort because they deserve a little bit of my discomfort for what they did to me. So, yeah, verbally lashing people is kind of my thing. So, yeah, I feel sorry for anybody trying to be in a relationship with me. <laughs> Honestly. You'd have to be such a nice, considerate person in your relationship with me. I would call you out each time that you weren't. And I would expect for you to do the same. It'd be like... It'd be impossible. There's nobody like that in the entire world. So I'm giving up on that. I have a 100% bad track record. 100% is a lot, lot worse than 0%. I have a 0% good track record with men. 0%. <laughs> so... That dream is over. That ideal has died. I love myself. It's fine. And I really don't even mind the fact that I'm probably going to die alone or I might die alone or whatever happens because I really haven't seen that far in my future. I always thought I'd be dead by now, honestly. I figured someone would have killed me. People disagree with me a lot. You would be surprised. Or you wouldn't be. And I'm very open-minded and open-mouthed. So people disagree with me all the time. I've gotten actually punched by someone in a bar, a big guy at a bar before, just for, yeah, telling him what he was. Um, so, yeah. And I've been told many times by many different men that men find me intimidating, which you don't want to intimidate a male because they're liable to, like, you know, beat you, lock you up, torture you, you know. Like, the old saying goes, women, women fear being murdered by men, but men fear being made fun of. And I'm good at making fun of people. And that's okay, because one day, one day I believe, one day I dream of my own island. <laughs> it's just me. 
and some pretty nice ladies. So, pretty nice peeps. Um, yeah. But definitely no narcissist. Can we just put narcissist, please, God? <laughs> the goddesses or the gods or whatever. Can you just find a little island, not America, take them out of America, a little tiny island where narcissists can go and they can all fight over who's the top dog? Please. <laughs> It'd be so entertaining to watch. I would watch that channel. I would watch an island with narcissists on it fighting over to be the top dog. It wouldn't be fair to put Lady Narcissist in there with him, though. Men have a physical advantage. It's not fair in a certain way of causing fear. It has to be even Steven. The female narcissist can decide if they want to join the male narcissist in their little narcissistic society. We shall call it your utopia, narcissist. Have fun. <laughs> Let us watch you and laugh. Oh, gosh. I do laugh at a lot of people. It's, it's You know, I laugh a lot at myself, too. So, you see, even Steven. If I can laugh at myself, I can laugh at you. And if you can laugh at me, you can laugh at yourself, too. So, yeah. I to but I would totally watch that, wouldn't you? Okay, we're going to run a vote. <laughs> Everybody tell me, yes, would you watch a show with an island in narcissistic people, males, maybe females, maybe another island for females, and they can like, join each other's island if they want. No, the females can join the males. The females get some protection, man. <laughs> You still gotta look out for the ladies. As much as you can. But they, they in, in the end, they can have it. It'd be so much, oh my God, it'd be so fun to watch. You'd hear things like people mispronouncing things all the time. Saying things like anyways in <laughs> unrelevant. Oh God. Oh God. It'd be so funny. So, yeah, I'd watch that. I don't think anybody cares what I would watch, though. Okay, so send me a yes if you'd watch that show, and a no if you wouldn't. And then I want to know why. Like, I want to know why you would watch that show and why you wouldn't. Because I think it would be happy snippetons <laughs> to watch that snow. I would just laugh my ass off the whole time. You'd be the best comedy in the century. You know, as long as it's, like, it's hilarious as long as they're not affecting our livelihoods and our lives. It's hilarious. He's like, wow, that person's actually going to say that. Because they're mad because their balls are shrinking in front of their eyes. <laughs> uh, I'm just male bashing today. Um, you know, I don't think all males are bad, guys. And you guys, if you've listened to this and you know that, you know that. Like, I don't think all males are bad. I don't think all white males are bad. I just get a, you know, have to remind myself of that a lot also. But I should, you know, repeat that. I'm, I'm, very, very, I'm targeting a very specific type of white male. And, you know, the type that society rewards selfishness, narcissism, and greed. You know, and starting off with a little bit of money doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yay. So, I hope you guys are well. Keep a happy snap. I hope you've... If anybody has a story about a fear they conquered, and it's not funny, I don't care. It can be funny, funny or not funny. I'm serious sometimes. I've been serious way too much, though, lately, so, and yeah, happy, snappy, be well, be safe, be happy, thank you for joining Journey into Integrity, I'm sorry for the random giggling, I can read that much better usually, it's just, I realize I'm not on the same, I mean, I have it handled now, so it's not like a worry anymore, 
I did see a doctor after this. This is when I this is before I knew I had narcolepsy with cataplexy, so I had no idea what was going on. Like everything that I've told you is like how to understand what happened that day is in retrospect. Like I was just like, what the hell is going on? Like what what just happened? Like you know what I mean? So yeah, I think you would have the same experience having gone through that the first time and like, what the hell just happened to me? Yeah, I went to see a doctor. I got diagnosed, I had several sleep studies, um, I began to understand, and actually, I got really annoyed, and I'm, maybe I'll read this story to you, but I got really annoyed when Ken, the neurologist, my new sleep neurologist, said I had a, he told me my inner list was fascinating, that's why he got, I asked him why he became a, this type of neurologist, and I said, great, I'm so happy, like, I was annoyed, I was like, so heavy, you think so, you didn't fucking almost freeze to death, you know, but you know what? Ken, I gotta give it to you if you're listening to this and you remember my name. Um, you're right. This illness is fascinating. It's an amazingly awesome illness to study and live in if you just have the right mindset. Um, you know, you really can't have toxic people around you when you have narcolepsy because it your your feelings become toxic, and that's the very definition of a narcissist. It's a toxic. They take from you in order to achieve what they need. Um, they drain you dry and then they move on when they, you've got nothing left to give to them because you've been trying to please them for so long that they finally could not be pleased um, not fun being treated like trash by a narcissist so I definitely giggle at a show like that can I sign my ex-husband up for free it'd be so much fun if I sign him up he gets he gets a hey Hey, second ex-husband, Moho, if I sign you up and you get chosen for this fictional... <laughs> I want the money. You get to live your nightmare and I want the money. I think it would be a narcissist's paradise. I think they could just spend all day arguing and get nothing done. And they just go try to figure out how to have a beer later and smoke some crack. Because, you know, those specific type of people I'm talking about do like to smoke and do drugs. They just don't get caught because they're rich. I don't know about that though because I don't know what everybody does but I've heard that and I've witnessed that in my career and in my life. So I'm not going to point any people in this specific dynamic out right now who do that because that would be detrimental to their career but yeah, a lot of people do that. A lot of people's careers actually so a lot of narcissists do that. A lot of narcissists do drugs. Helps them feel like top dog. So, that's unfortunate that they have a negative view of what the top dog means. You can also not do drugs and have a view of what it means to be a top dog. And guess what happens? It's more kind. It's a kind view to behold. So, I'm going to start lecturing, but... It was kind of a funny lecture. I didn't mean to be a lecture, but it is a lecture. I think maybe like lecturing is my ge genetic code or something. I don't know. Can't can't turn it off. That's great. Anyway, I do have a lot of humor from it, so that's funny too. Okay, have a nice day. I find you some people funny, and you know who I find funny. And so, just know people in a specific dynamic I've been talking about all night. Just know that when I don't respond to you and I only give you silence, it means this. You're a fucking idiot. I cannot believe you wasted my time spouting that shit. Why is that person still talking? He's talking about something else that is 
not even relevant to the first thing that was discussed. Did, what the hell word did they just use? Why the hell am I still staying quiet? Why? I can't even... I would be so... It's, you would reduce my brain cells to respond to this person right now. I would become a blubbering idiot. So I'm just going to stare at you. Because you're the biggest idiot in the world and I can't find out how to make my... Figure out how to make my brain become an idiot to talk back. That is what it means to have integrity and to have silence. You don't have to tell everybody what a fucktard you think they are. But... Sometimes you do, because it's healthy. It's healthy to tell people what a fucktard they are sometimes. You need that in society. Yeah, next year to get. So, I challenge you. Somebody, if, if you have to write it out, draft it out, or whatever, find a way to verbally lash somebody without insulting them this week, aside from what they had done to you. <laughs> not what you assume they would do, or assume they had or had not done. And, um, yeah, make it professional. Because that email I wrote to you is mostly professional. It's just, I, I didn't say all that other crap that I said in the email to them, so. Yeah, maybe somebody's listening from my hometown right now to this podcast. And that's, you know, <laughs> in that position. I'm certainly not going to send it to anybody in my career. But, you know, that's their fault for listening. So, yeah, I have a lot of gas. I probably should not mix uh, that water with uh, wine. Tastes good, though. Anyway, I've already said this like eight times probably, haven't I? My son says I say it so much. Anyway, be well, be safe, be happy. Thank you for joining Journey to Integrity. I think I made it almost to 30 minutes. Bye.